This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl from Unleashed. And today I am very happy to have Dr. Christina Chambro, a veterinarian, deals with holistic. Dr. Christina, some uh, traditional as well? Well, you know, I graduated from the University of Georgia in 1980 and knew nothing but conventional. And I've worked as a veterinary technician since I was 11 years old. So I had 20 years of conventional and now I have had 40 plus years of holistic. And I think holistic is the way to go. Yeah, you know, when we met, so I'll tell my listeners, we met at the Peck Expo. And that's really what the year before it was raw food. But this year it was all about holistic. So I always like to ask the veterinarians that I have in my show. I mean, you kind of gave it away because you said you were a tech at 11. When did you know that you wanted to work with animals? Actually, It was working in the veterinary clinic at the Army Air Force Base in Japan because I had done a science fair project on parasites, of all things, and was working in the vet clinic to take pictures through the microscope and got interested in learning how to help animals heal. Okay, so let's talk about how you ended up in Japan. You're a military child? (laughs) You got it. My father was in the Air Force. So I ranged from Germany to Japan and all points in between. And what we know now about illnesses, whether it's for humans or for pets, it does start in the animal kingdom. Most diseases, the parasites, what were they? Actually, most diseases start in the energetic field. Most diseases are not caused by, people think, and conventional veterinarians have the mistaken belief that Diseases are caused by a parasite, a bacteria, a virus, an injury, genetics. And that's actually not the cause of disease. The cause of disease is really even allergies. The cause of disease is an imbalanced energy field triggered by one of those things. So those are just the triggers. And in conventional medicine, unfortunately, If we think that a bacteria causes it, we give an antibacterial, right? And do those cause problems? Oh, yeah, they're more dangerous. Right. Not just for us, but for the environment and for all species. Those little frogs that are mutated because of the antibiotics in the water, right? So imagine if we could heal ourselves and heal our animals in ways that do not hurt the planet. Wouldn't that be awesome? would be wonderful. There's too much cancer. There's too much cancer in in animals, for sure. I mean... And people. Definitely, and people. And all these young, you know, young children that are dying of cardiac arrest and asthma. I know of a few people who have died from asthma many, many, many years ago. But it's happening again. And some people are getting it later in life. That's true with animals. When I graduated in 1980 from the University of Georgia... Atopy, which is a skin condition, an itchy skin condition, was by definition, the animals had to be a year old before they got it. Now, atopy happens when puppies are six weeks old. And people, unfortunately, 
Our goal in conventional medicine is to stop symptoms, and we treat everybody alike. Anybody with an itchy skin gets an antihistamine, right? that type of thing. Or a cream. Right. As opposed to the holistic approach, which is every individual gets a different treatment that is tailored to who they are as an individual. So for instance, one of the causes, in my opinion, of many of our animal diseases is that for the last 40 years, we have been absolutely over-vaccinating our animals and giving them many more vaccines repeatedly than we've ever done before. Okay, for instance, I mean, you're fine with you know, rabies, because we have rabies. Well, rabies, you must do because it's the law. And what's happened is litter after litter, generation after generation has become weaker. And when you think about it, vaccines mess with the immune system. Cancer is a result of the immune system not working well. So when you give viral vaccines over and over again, it can impair the immune system. And immunologists like Ron Schultz, who was the head of the Department of Immunology at the University of Wisconsin Veterinary School, totally conventional, he said in 1992 in an article in a conventional veterinary book that viral vaccines last a lifetime. They do not need to be repeated. Now, does that mean that there's no dog out there that didn't happen to, that got a Parvo vaccine when they were young and then got Parvo when they were older? It can happen, but many more animals come down with chronic diseases. Diabetes, when I graduated, was rare. Cushing's disease was super rare at the veterinary hospital, yeah, teaching that's hospital. that's a terrible disease. And now it's there all over the place. So here's the thing. What we want to do is how can we help this? So here's what happens for me in my homeopathic veterinary practice. People would have a problem with their animals, go to their conventional vet, try to treat the symptoms for years and years, and eventually it wasn't working and they'd come to me. Much better is to start working, start learning about holistic approaches, because a lot of them people can do at home. A lot of them are common sense. You mentioned raw food diet, Cheryl. What makes more sense? to tell a person to drink only Ensure twice a day and nothing else, or eat an organic Amy's pot pie twice a day for the rest of their life and nothing else, or to eat a wide variety of fresh food. Right. Obviously for people, wide variety of fresh food. So it doesn't matter if it's a raw food diet for the dogs, as long as it's a fresh food diet for the dogs with lots of variety and cats. We want to go with species appropriate. That's the key find out what they need to eat and feed them that diet. This is called epigenetics. So genetics is what we inherit. Epigenetics is what what we do to influence the expression of the genes. So if the genes aren't that good, and we're doing a lot of good epigenetics, lots of exercise, happiness. You know, how many times, Cheryl, have you seen people walking dogs and they're on their cell phone? I know. It drives me crazy Well, because I have my Tilly now and, mm -hmm. you know, I take it to the dog park almost every day. And when we were at the pet expo, she was at a pet resort and she came back and she got kennel cough, a very mild case because she did have 
you know, the first uh, of the vaccines. But still, I kept her away for a good two and a half, three weeks. And she's a puppy. I mean, a big puppy. She's 14 months, 15 months. She needs to run. She's big. She's 45 pounds. But she needs exercise. And, you know, she's an athlete. I give her fresh pumpkin. I give her banana. She loves peanut butter. You know, I try all different things with her because I want her to be healthy. Dogs are not living the same length of life that they had when I had a collie and when I had a poodle, 15 years, 16 years. You're lucky if your dog makes 12 nowadays, besides the environment. Absolutely. So when you're walking your dog, you want to be paying attention to the dog. A lot of times people are on their cell phone and their dog gets scared or is a little aggressive. And then they think they need to go to a trainer. No, they need to just pay attention to their dog. Right. Because my Tilly, she likes to eat things. There you go. You know, I have to watch her. (laughs) That's the other thing is we actually have a list called early warning signs of internal imbalance. So again, we don't want to wait to treat symptoms. We don't want to wait till they're ill. We want to build their health so they don't get ill. So these early clues are ones that most people accept as normal. They say, oh, yeah, I have to bathe my dog every couple of weeks or he has a doggy odor. Well, that's normal. My cat throws up hairballs and I have to keep him on a hairball gel. That's just normal. No, it's not. Healthy dogs and cats never throw up hairballs, never need a bath to get rid of that doggy odor. Now, of course, if they go out and roll in something, they need a bath. Or if they've just walked their feet on a lawn that might have been sprayed with chemicals, you need to wash those feet off when you get back home. So I'm not saying never give a bath, but there's a whole list of those that people can access. And so if you start by feeding a good diet, exercise when you're paying attention to your animals. With cats, for instance, people think they don't have to do anything with their cat, just feed them and provide a litter box. No, cats need the same mental stimulation that dogs. They can be taught to do high fives. Yes, I know that. (laughs) You You need to figure out what brings environmental stimulation for your cat. There's actually a man, a plumber in Austin, Texas, who had a cat who lived to be 38. Oh, God. My cat lived, I've had 19, 20, 21. My cats have all lived very long lives. And those are good long lives. Yeah, I was into And my last two, well, one I had as a kitten, I just put her down before I got Tilly. She was 19. Mm -hmm. But also I had a Maine Coon. Maine Coon are like dogs. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Yeah, but they, they really are individuals. Yes, all animals are. They are. And that's the key. So starting early is really what's important in order to be able. This plumber in Austin, he had a his entire garage was a cat playground. And one of his cats is still alive at 34. And he feeds dry food, which is not recommended. But he spends three to five hours playing with the cats, not idly doing a laser toy for two minutes, but really playing, spending time with his cats every night. Now, I'm not saying that's going to guarantee a 38-year-old cat, but it's that kind of interaction that's really important. You know, pranayama breathing for people is really important and builds health. 
So how do we do that with our dogs and cats? We can use a snuffle mat. We can hide food outside or around in the house and let them go sniffing for it. Or we can train them in dog sniffing classes. I'm training Dilly to sniff. She Good. knows coffee. She knows cinnamon. She knows orange. She loves to watch me prepare my coffee. You know? I love it. <laughs> you know? Well, I noticed she, more than tree-driven, she is scent-driven. And there you I go. know that, you know, I want her, she needs a job. <laughs> yes. You know, yep. she cannot, you know, I have no fireplace. My apartment is not, my condo isn't that big. So that's why I take her out and she Excellent. is friendly. She gets along with everybody, but I have to watch. She had Pika when I first got her, you know, from the shelter. Mm -hmm. Well, she still is. You said you have to watch when you're on a walk because she eats everything. That's one of the early warning signs of illness. That's a clue. Of, I'm sorry, not of illness, of internal imbalance. That's a clue that she's not completely balanced, that she still wants to grab everything on the walks. Yeah. Now it sticks. Now that's... Well, home. that's different. That's okay. That's normal for a dog. Yeah. The rocks went away. Good. That's boredom because she was, she was caged outside. But now right. she's... There you go. You know, I gave her some of those big, uh, long shoes. I uh, said to some of the people at the Pet Expo, I need something for 45 minutes so I can have peace and quiet. And now <laughs> everything outside looks like a chew. Yesterday, she pulled up a root. But, you know, mm -hmm. she brings it home, proud as could be. She's also a forensic scientist. She found a skeleton of a squirrel. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know what it was because most of it was in her mouth. I just thought it was, you know, like. That's great. You know, <laughs> when she dropped it, I saw the tail. But uh, going back to what vaccinations would you not use or not give? Well, here's the thing. There is no one right answer for that. Okay. And a lot of people feel pushed by their veterinarians, their groomers, their trainers, the dog park, to do a lot of vaccinations. So I really encourage people to study this and to learn about it. But fact one is that viral vaccines like distemper and parvo, in most animals, the protection lasts a lifetime. Most of the other vaccines are not very good vaccines because they're not viral. And so are they needed? If you live in a area that has a high risk, not made up, not false news media, but a really truly high risk of leptospirosis. And there are over 200, I think it's called genera or it might be subspecies, something like that. There are 200 strains of lepto. What is lepto? Leptospirosis is a bacteria that causes kidney disease. However, it's a bacteria. So it doesn't do very good as a vaccine. Number two is the vaccines don't have 200 different strains in them. Very often, the strain in your area that's causing lepto in dogs is not one of the strains that the vaccine is good for, and there's no cross-protection. And lepto is known to cause problems. Back when I was a bit back in the 60s, we stopped using lepto because it made the dogs not feel good and actually burn when we gave it. So that would be a vaccine to only use if the vaccine was good for the area, for the strong, like hundreds of dogs getting lepto in an epidemic. If you keep your dog healthy, then you wouldn't even need to worry about that. 
kennel cough vaccine. When I was in uh, veterinary school, I worked for the National Institutes of Health Foxhound Breeding Colony, and I was taking throat cultures on every coughing dog. And we came up with over 40 different organisms causing the kennel cough. So one vaccine basically is worthless. So don't do kennel cough. The coronavirus has been proven not to be even causing a disease, and yet some people still give it. Lyme vaccine is notoriously not effective, so I wouldn't do the Lyme disease vaccine. Now, but wait a minute, you go. I'm living in Connecticut. I'm in the midst of the Lyme area. I've got a lot of ticks here. What do I do? If you build the animal's health and get their energy balanced, then they're much less likely to ever come down with symptoms of Lyme disease. And building health is done by feeding a good diet, avoiding toxins, including in vaccines. See, vaccines have heavy metals in them. So repeating that every year can be a problem. Are you for the, uh, the rabies vaccine one year or three years? Well, the truth is the one-year vaccine is really a three-year vaccine that hasn't undergone testing yet. The three-year vaccine is a vaccine that's only been tested for three years. And given the rabies challenge test that was done, experiment that was done, it lasts five to six years, at least, with challenges. So I recommend, however, staying legal with the rabies vaccine with this caveat. It says on the, the package insert for every vaccine for use in healthy animals only. So if your dog has cancer, don't get vaccinated. If your dog has diabetes, Cushing's, even with the rabies. Now, if you choose not to give the rabies, you're going to need to understand the laws in your area. And I don't have time. They're pretty complicated. So you oh, need no, they, where I live, they want to see that the dog had a rabies shot. Right, exactly. So Depending on where you live, you have to be careful. So I recommend, unless they're ill, stay current with the rabies vaccine. For the one year or the three year? Three years? Well, I would use the three year. The only thing is, when you give the first one to a puppy, it needs to be repeated one year later. Even even though it was a three year, it has to be repeated in one year because they're not sure that there was immune competence yet. Right. So then after that, it would be every three years. But it also depends. You know, is it a cat that never leaves the house? You know, is it an animal who's chronically ill? So there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts about it. You know, one thing I'd like everybody to know is there are so many questions about the holistic approaches. Where do you go to find information about that? Because if you go on the internet, you get a lot of differing opinions. Like just with the raw food diet, you know, there's a ton of different opinions. Feed raw meaty bones and nothing else. Feed vegan and nothing else. Everything in between. So Dr. Jeff Feynman started an incredible membership site called holisticactions.com. And we have a lot that's there for free. So there's a free five lesson course that talks about the importance, the value of symptoms. Symptoms are a clue to what's going on inside. The early warning signs I talked about, we have the complete list there for you. We talk about nutrition. We talk about not stopping symptoms too quickly, of choosing treatments that build health and balance rather than stopping just one symptom. You see, I think veterinarians, conventional veterinarians, right. Well, I think when, you know, because there are holistic, but they always say holistic and traditional. 
That's called integrative. Yes, yes. It's not just one. Absolutely. But however, the key thing, Cheryl, is your perspective. And that's what holistic actions really helps you understand is how to put together a thinking in your mind that thinks about the whole animal and realizes that symptoms are only a clue to what's going on inside the balance. So if we can not react, my dog is limping, I've got to go get an x-ray. Well, step back and think for a minute about the context of that symptom. What was happening yesterday? Oh, it was Thanksgiving and we had a whole bunch of kids over and or my kid's birthday party and she was running around like crazy. Well, okay, maybe she stepped on something and twisted her foot. Maybe wait a day or two. Can she put some weight on it? My dog has diarrhea. Well, what happened yesterday? That kind of thing. It was Thanksgiving and she overate. Right. And then you need to have some good resources to go to where you can put in, my dog has diarrhea. So if you put that in Google, you're going to get conventional saying, do this, holistic saying, do this, but you're missing the keep it in perspective. They tell you rice and boiled chicken. That I know. Well, actually, you know, that does help. It does. Uh, it really does. There's something about the rice. Growing up for a dog more than a day, even a whole day is bad. Really. Well, they can easily go for a day. That's actually a good thing. Tilly um, ate all of my vitamins when I first got her. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, they make them like chewies, like candy. Yeah. All of them. Yep. So that they do. She had rice and uh, boiled chicken for a couple of days, and it really does make a difference. But not with every animal. No. See, that's the thing you have to realize is no one treatment works for every animal. So I have had a rash lately of animals that have been anxious. And this one woman has been really struggling with anxiety in the car. And she's tried five or six different conventional things, five or six different holistic things. And finally, she said, I'm going to try something different. And she paid, this is like going for a walk and not being on your cell phone. She put herself in her dog's shoes, feet, paws, and said, she watched ahead of her. And as soon as she saw something that might trigger her dog, she started petting her dog and singing to her dog while she was driving. Wow. And there was no anxiety because she paid attention to what the dog needed. Yeah. Tilly's great in the car. I'm very blessed. You are blessed. I'm only a mile and a half from the dog park. Although I am not allowed to stop at lights because I have to go right through them because we have to get there, uh, <laughs> you know. But Well, that's not very good if they're red. <laughs> no, I don't do that. But I tell you, this is the same thing. But she does like to watch because we have to pass the school. She does like to watch the kids cross. Good. She where she's going. If I make a left, we're going to the gas station. If I make a right, <laughs> we're going. But this is like at three o'clock every day. She starts to get crazy. She starts to bug me, bug me, bug me because she has to go. And I really don't mind because she needs the exercise and a tired dog is a good dog. Well, and more than that, a dog who's been outdoors and has been able to sniff the air and develop their lungs is improving their immune system. And has friends. And that improves their immune system as well. Yeah, we have friends in the neighborhood where we live. She's got friends at the dog park. It's a good, it's a good situation. And I have new friends. 
You know, it's like a win-win all the way around. Now, I wanted to ask you, you went to veterinarian school in Georgia? Yes. Because my first boyfriend way back when, he had to go to Belgium. There were right. very few schools that taught veterinarian care. Now I think there's only 34 in the in the United States. In 1980, there were either 19 or 21. Well, there's not much more. Well, there are. They're definitely, and they're figuring out new ways to train veterinarians without building a whole school because there is such a shortage of veterinarians, which is one of the reasons that I am so excited that we have holistic actions because often you may not have this, but there are many, many people who when their animal is sick, they can't get an appointment with their conventional or holistic veterinarian for weeks or months. And specialists or special surgery, they're often really challenged by that. And their animal is sick and they don't have any help. So I want everybody to learn some form of energy healing that you can do yourself. It could be as simple as one called Reiki which is out there and lots of people know about it. I'd love to have you on your Pet Life Radio. Just bring in once a month or once a week, bring in somebody who does energy healing. So if I run through the list, Reiki is readily available. Some of the others are available on YouTube. And all of these, I think all of them, I may be missing one, but all of the ones are used for people and then have been adapted for animals, or you can learn them for people. I massage Tilly, which she loves. Massage. Yeah, absolutely. That's one. Around her eyes, everything. Here are some other ones. Tellington T-Touch, Healing Touch for Animals, Emotion Code, Bingston Method, Eden Energy Method, Quantum Touch, Acupressure Points, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. You can do a surrogate and directly. Tong Ren, Prayer, Angels, Scalar Wave, Barbara Brennan Healing, Jin Jin Jitsu, Web, Whole Energy Body Balance. How about that? If people could learn just one of those, they could be treating their animals and it doesn't matter what's wrong with them. These treat everything. Maybe not so much the acupressure point. What I'm going to ask you to do, we're going to take a break and okay. then we'll be right back. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and I have 
Dr. Christine are with us. You have a website that I think I'd like to add, MyHealthyAnimals.com. MyHealthyAnimals.com usually works. What definitely always works is my name, ChristinaChambro.com. Okay, so I'll add that and then people could contact you because you also give some courses, don't you? Well, I do teach all around the country, but most importantly is on my website under articles. I have a lot of free articles and that can help you get progress in terms of learning more about what you need to help your animals. And then I do virtually anywhere in the world, I do pet health coaching. I no longer am treating animals. When I turned 65, there were enough other homeopathic veterinarians working by phone that I could shift to doing just coaching, which I love. So I can help you figure out what do you need to do next? How can you get there? So if you go to christinachambro.com or email me at healthyanimals at aol.com, whoops, uh, the comma's wrong, then you can schedule an appointment with me to do that. So free things you can find at holisticactions.com. And some of them are written by me, some by other experts. And also the Holistic Actions has a YouTube channel. So it's Holistic Actions on YouTube. And there's also, I get to do something that's really fun. I'm on a TV show as well. Okay. That's pretty cool. Where is that? It's called All Paws Pet Talk TV. Right now, we're not on TV officially yet, so you have to watch it on YouTube because we haven't edited enough to get it on TV yet. Okay. But we already have a TV station ready to go as soon as we've edited enough. But we have some incredible speakers at Holistic Actions and the TV show. We've actually spoken with Dr. Bernie Siegel. Do you know about him? No. I'm writing his name down. He wrote the book about 30, 40 years ago called Love, Medicine, and Miracles. And he was a pediatric oncologist. He also had four kids and over, I think, 30 animals at one time in their house. He had pet mice and pet cats because each of his kids had different ones. Yeah. That didn't, they didn't chase each other. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And he really believes in how you think is what happens. He had a dog, his family had a dog and that became very ill. He went to the conventional vet who said, you know, it's really time to euthanize the dog. So he called his family to say, you might want to come down here because we're going to euthanize the dog. And his children said, dad, we don't do that in this house. Bring him home and we'll let him die here at home. And they gave him a lot of TLC and the dog lived another four years. Amazing. And he's full of that. And then you're doing cats as well as dogs here, right? I do everything. Good. So I am so excited, both at Holistic Actions. I have brought up, and I'd love to have you have her as well, the author of The Natural Cat, Anitra Frazier. So Anitra Frazier in the 80s, along with Dr. Richard Pitcairn, wrote the first some of the first books on having healthy pets, and hers is on cats. And she talks cat. She can help you figure out how to get a cat to stop eating dry food and start eating fresh food, which could be a real challenge, I know. Yeah, yeah I know there's some vets that 
they cook for their animals, but well, I it's that. fine. It's you can either cook or feed it raw; it doesn't matter. But fresh food, a variety of fresh food, is by far better than anything you can purchase. Right. So Anitra Fraser would be a great person. I'll email you her. Yeah, I will email me. I'll, text I'll look you. her up. She's still. She's eighty-five years old. She is still riding a bicycle around New York City, tending to cats. Wow. Wow. And she does have a good friend who has a computer. She has no computer. She has a landline with a recording and where you can leave a message. And uh, she does have a friend with a computer so she can do Internet things like this. Well, I'll tell you, I'm sure our listeners have a boatload of information to look up. I mean, I went through like four or five pages. But I'm lucky <laughs> I could get a hold of you to ask you more. I want to thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. I'll come back anytime you want. I would love that. And I want to thank everybody for being with us today and listening. And I want to thank Mark. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Christina. And I want you to live life unleashed. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.